You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you on this special Sunday in the life of the church. It's Epiphany Sunday. It's a day where we marvel at the mystery of God. Um, and uh, the choir is going to be singing a lot of songs in the second half of our service. And I don't want to mess it up with a bunch of words. So let's jump in. Matthew, Matthew's gospel is our scripture lesson today. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It'll be on the screens and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. It's not the same key. I apologize about that. Yeah, yeah. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened. And all of Jerusalem was frightened with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd to my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I also may pay him homage. When they had had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The bones are falling apart. (laughs) This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we... Be, settle down. Today we, we, we start a new time in, in church. Uh, it, it's, it's not the season of Epiphany, but it's, it's this Epiphany time where we kind of marvel at the mystery of God. And you know, you know what an Epiphany is, right? It's kind of this, oh, kind of moment. Like this revelation, something that you didn't know, something mysterious, and then you know it, and you're like, oh, right? You've had these before. It's, it's like the time when... Um, I was in college, in undergrad, and, and my car didn't start. So I checked the oil, and the oil was fine. So I, I ran to one of my, um, I see some guys already starting, to, you, you know where this is going. So I, I knocked on one of my fraternity brother's doors. His name was Chet. And Chet had built his own Mustang. So I knew who to ask. And I went in there, you know, Chet, my car won't start, but I checked the oil, and the oil's fine. He's like, you checked the oil? Why don't you check the battery, dipstick? It's not a curse word. It's the dipstick of the oil. So I went, and sure enough, it was the battery. It was one of those, oh, kind of moments. Uh, It's kind of like the time when uh, we had a small townhouse in Durham, North Carolina. 
during, during, I've had all these epiphanies in college. Um, and uh, it was a drafty place. And uh, after taking a shower, I would have to run into the other room, grab a towel, and then run right back and dry myself off. And I got really tired of doing this. So I, I told Christy, I said, Christy, can we, can we get like a, a cabinet or some kind of shift a robe or something that we can keep towels in because I'm tired of taking a shower, running to the other room, grabbing a shower and going back in there and drying off. She goes, or you could take a towel with you. <laughs> oh. Epiphanies are great. Um, they, they, they come out of the blue, uh, like a bolt out of the blue. They hit us between the eyes and, and, and they, they, they change our life. Uh, sometimes in big and sometimes small and sometimes awkward uh, ways. Uh, so in this story, there are several epiphanies that happen in this story. So King Herod, well, the wise men, uh, they go to the palace and they announce to the king that the new king who would usurp his throne has been born. I'm not quite sure how wise the wise men are to have gone to the palace and to have announced this to the current sitting king, right? So King Herod had this kind of epiphany. Oh, so a new king has been born. That's the thing with tyrants. Tyrants never actually believe that their reign will come to an end. So these wise men have come and said, yeah, the new king has been born. So Herod becomes terrified. And so does all of Jerusalem with him. Why is all of Jerusalem afraid at this news? Because when a tyrant is terrified, and if a tyrant is afraid, it's not the tyrant who pays the price of that. It's the people. So when the people of Jerusalem heard that King Herod was angry, they shuddered. And if you keep reading, their fear is well-founded. Later in chapter 2 of Matthew's Gospel, Herod kills all the two-year-olds and younger, all the male two-year-olds and younger in the city. When they hear that a tyrant of a king is angry, they shudder. Because it's not the king that makes the sacrifice. A tyrant makes everyone else pay the price to keep hold of power. So, um, Herod tells the wise men, go and search diligently. I love that. Go and search diligently for the child. Because I, too, want to pay him homage. You know, it's kind of like I feel like Herod at this point is wearing like a seersucker suit and he's sweating and he's doing, I want to see the child as well. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake it real good. <laughs> you know? Or if you prefer, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Thanos in, in, in um, uh, Infinity War, right? He wants to bring balance to the universe by killing half of the universe. Understand that that plan doesn't mean to kill Thanos. It means to kill everyone else. That's how tyrants work. Everyone else pays the penalty for preservation of power. So he sends the wise men on their way. And they see a star, some kind of vision. Or maybe they see the the glory of God. We're we're not quite sure. But they see this sign and they stop uh, where the light stops. They're following the light. They stop where the light stops. And they go in and they see Mary Mary, Mary and Jesus. Joseph is not mentioned. They see Mary and Jesus and they bow. And they kneel before this child. And they offer him gold and frankincense and myrrh, uh, perfectly practical gifts for a baby shower. You know? I mean, gold, look, gold is always good. Like, if you want to give gold, that's good. 
Uh, frankincense? A little, a little weird to offer a baby incense. I mean, the diaper genie might be full, but I mean, incense is a little, little, little much. Myrrh. And that's a weird gift. Because myrrh is, is, is an ointment used to uh, clean dead bodies to make the, the, the smell go away. Myrrh is a real... Like how? <laughs> if someone showed up to your doorstep at your baby shower and they gave you ointment for dead bodies, like, oh, wow, thank, thank you. This is a great gift. Wow. So they give them these gifts. Um, this sounds like a very strange story, and, and, and on one hand, it is. It's only found in, in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, or is it? Um, actually, when we read this story, this story starts to make sense if we remember the Old Testament and if we remember that the story has already been told. Isaiah chapter 60. And it goes like this. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. Remember, Jerusalem was terrified. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations, here we go, nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The descendants of those who oppressed you shall come bending low to you, and all who despised you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. We've heard this story before. This story of the visit of the Magi, or the wise men, is a fulfillment of Isaiah 60. Men will come, they will bow, they will offer gold and frankincense, they will see a light, they will follow this light. With one addition, they also offer myrrh, these men from the east. Well, one, they're from the east, uh, which is code word, it's biblical code word for Babylon. Men from the east means people from Babylon, that great enemy of Israel. And what's happening in this story, men from Babylon, men from this great enemy of Israel are coming and they're bowing to the Christ child because in this moment, even Christ in his infancy is offering redemption to Israel's enemy. Men from the east are bowing. Those who oppressed you, as scripture says, come and they bow and they kneel. What power is in Christ for Christ in his infancy to redeem Babylon itself? To make an enemy a friend. And then they offer golden frankincense, as it says in scripture to do, but they also offer myrrh. And it's because of the kind of king that Jesus is going to be. Not only do we see this in Isaiah 60, but now, all of a sudden, the beginning of Matthew's gospel is starting to make much more sense. Matthew's gospel starts like this. Uh, This is an account of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Incense is a sign of devotion. So Jesus is the Messiah, incense. He's also the son of David, who is worthy of our gold. Offering gold is a sign of kingship. But he's also the son of Abraham, which is where we get the myrrh. Because Abraham's son, Isaac, was the one who was offered on the top of the mountain to be a sacrifice. Jesus is worthy of our praise. Jesus is worthy of our gifts. Because Jesus is the one who offers himself. 
And this is subversive. This is under the radar. This is Matthew pushing the boundaries a little bit. Never mind the fact that people from the east are getting it and not the people in Jerusalem itself. There's that. But also, these men from the east, they travel offering them myrrh. We have the story of King Herod. It begins in the days of Herod. This tyrant who will murder children in order to preserve power versus a child who himself will be a sacrifice to give life to all. Do you see the inversion there when we get to the end of the story? How important it is that they offer him myrrh? How important it is that these gifts emphasize the beginning of Matthew's gospel? How important it is that these gifts remind us of the Old Testament? This is not a new thing. It's a newly remembered thing of God that God is doing. And then at the end of it all, it says that the wise men, they had an epiphany too. The wise men were warned in a dream to go home a different route or on a different road. And that's really the prayer and hope for us today, I think, is that we have an experience of Christ. We have this epiphany with Christ. And then we leave different than the way we came. We leave on a different road back home. Now, if if you are exactly where God is calling you to be, then this sermon isn't for you. (laughs) Therefore, you need to be a teacher and a mentor and a guide because you have found the road you need to follow. And for the rest of this, rest of us, may we follow suit with the wise men who paid Christ homage, who offered themselves and then went home a different way. May we choose a way that leads to life. May we choose a way that leads to light In this world where tyrants will sacrifice everyone else instead of themselves to preserve power, may we follow a king who offers himself so that we might have life. May we follow that star? Or is it a light? Or is it the glory of God? May we follow that path, a new road, a different road. May we have an epiphany today. Epiphanies happen when you least expect it. Maybe your car battery dies. Or maybe you're tired of getting towels from another room. Or whatever, however you find yourself. May we have that experience. Going home in a new way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and most loving God, you who offered a light in the world of darkness, to be our guide, the one who shows us the way and the truth and the life. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us today. Help us, too, to pay homage. Help us, too, to recognize wisdom of others. Help us to walk while we have the light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, I invite our ushers to come forward for the giving of our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. Uh, And I want to say thank you uh, to the end of the year. Uh, We, uh, again this year, will be paying 100% of our apportionments, which is totally exciting. Uh, Though, though we we were over budget by 0.71%. So just a smidge over budget. But we fulfilled all of our obligations and met all of our ministry goals. So thank you for your continued sacrificial giving. Let us pray for God's blessing. Holy Father, you who led wise men to offer their gold and their incense and their myrrh, to offer themselves, give us the urge to also offer our gifts to the work of Jesus Christ. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.